This is like it's like uh, when you're holding your gun sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's a kill, it's a kill shot. <laughs> We're lounging, microphone sideways, which you would know if you're you know on the video version on Spotify, yeah. or you should be. Apple Podcasts can go to hell. Yeah, Screw fuck Apple. Apple. You should either be listening to this on the RSS feed directly or on Spotify. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, which is like 54% of you, screw you. Unless you want to give us a five-star review. Unless you do. And if you want to give us a five-star review, you know what they should put in it? What? The the last thing that CJ mentioned that's like an inside, not an inside joke, but like an inside uh, tidbit of advice that he mentions right at the end. Uh, Something that you can look out for on camera at the Boston Marathon as you see him running along. Yeah. Little, you're just going to have to listen on to find out you know, or, or skip all the way to the last one do, minute of the conversation with them. Do they, do they get anything for putting the tidbit of information? Into oh yeah. The review? Always, always. If you leave a review on Apple and do whatever the stupid is, stupid is a stupid, stupid is a stupid does the stupidest <laughs> things. Uh, the stupid thing that we say during the episode that we tell you to put in there. If you do it, yeah, we'll send you at least a shirt, maybe some other swag too. whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want, but you know, something that you want. Nice. Yeah. So CJ Albertson, holy moly, we uh this was this was exciting. He is ten days at the day of the recording, ten days out from the Boston Marathon, Boston Marathon uh, next Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh yeah, you know, casual three weeks out, runs a two ten marathon solo. He's and a then fucking animal. Just comes back with another workout three days later, ten by a K, and then four mile tempo and then another 22 mile or five minute pace so anyway we talk about that right out of the gate talk about his animal animalistic training methods he's like a he's like a mad scientist kind of he's he is he well he talks about experimenting on himself with his own training and most people experiment in college you know in a different way but it sounds like (laughs) it sounds like cj and i didn't even know half the stuff he was he when he was talking about like different supplements that he experiments i picked up some of the words as like i know some of these words and i was like (laughs) i don't know any of this stuff what it does but yeah it sounds good i'm gonna get my uh i gotta invest i gotta honestly i'm gonna go back and listen to this episode when i'm editing and I'm going to Amazon. Yeah, I'm just going to go on Amazon and be like, what the hell is that? Okay, let's see if I can find something. I'm going to try it. Uh, Yeah, we also talk about our our entrepreneurship business idea with him. So we're going to be with third partners. It's kind of nice that we don't have to be as sensitive around like making sure they're on the approved substances list, et cetera. We can just like YOLO stuff, you know? We should, I think if we make a a supplement, a supplements company, we should have one that's like the the legal one. For amateurs. And and then one that's like the no, no limits. Like you're going to become a fucking animal (laughs) if you you have this supplement. (laughs) The no, no rules version of the you're of like, the powder. You're like, you're like fuck it. I just I just want to run um, OTQ. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get tested for running two sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> also the red light therapy. You got to try that too. Yeah, dude. I, he has so many things that he talks about that I was just like I've never fucking heard of this. But like guaranteed, I'm gonna research he, it. He after reads this. the he reads the research papers clearly. And as a coach himself uh, for a college team. He's got to know what he's doing. Yeah. He's got to keep keep current. I mean, I guess it's kind of nice if you can like test on yourself first. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's a mad scientist. And he just, from the sounds of it, and if you follow him on Strava, he's 
just filthy fit at the moment. Yeah. And he, he chats about that a little bit, comparing some of his workouts this year to last year. It, uh, it is crazy that he's, PB-wise, he's, you said 11th going into Boston? Uh, yeah, I think current, on this, current the field. current field was 11th fastest American, but I think the fastest American is 209 and he's 211, so it's all like yeah. relatively close. But yes, he's not It's crazy that he could 10. go from like 11 to 1. Could, could. It's going to be a tight race. I mean, there's also super fast. It's the fastest field ever. There was like five guys under yeah. 204, 205. I can't remember. I feel like I feel like now that COVID is kind of maybe don't say it before and you know another variant. Comes COVID's out, over, uh, but it's over and <laughs> and people are just fucking high. like you can see it with the Masters. You can see it with uh, some other sporting events that are going on. But I feel like people are ready to rock and roll with Boston again. I know. I wish we could be out there spectating. We'll be watching. We will be watching live, in fact, a watch party. Yeah, there you go. Good for plug. Our, Good for plug. our patrons. Good plug. Uh, com slash, no, beermile.com slash Patreon is what I was about to say. It's patreon.com slash beermile. I mean, we could, we could also just, we could like just link, make that a redirect that, link. Yeah. Uh, patreon.com slash beermile if you want uh, the uncut, uncensored stuff behind the scenes stuff extra podcast stuff if you want these if you watch join, parties yeah if you want the watch parties and if, if you, you want to watch these live, live got yeah. a lot of goodies got a lot of goodies our next episode after this one is uh ali o and athlete special spencer brown and we had a couple people watching live with us patrons and inserting questions and topics into the chat as we were and, going and just like fucking with us while and <laughs> fucking with us while we're recording like and a, stuff that they get to see stuff that's never going to get in the, into the true, episode because true. it's just uh behind the scenes so and it's like oh what was the one thing? it was like how much money for how much would it take for me to venmo you right now to like eat, eat a, stick, uh, of butter. a stick of butter and now it's like well, we were debating it debating it live <laughs> So it's head on shit. over to Patreon, but we're going to have a, a watch party for Boston for all of those of you that speaking, are not in Boston to watch in person. Speaking of, hold on, let me do it because it's been a couple times where I've messed up the verbiage here. Speaking of Patreon, here are our newest patrons. Did there I do that is. right? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. I nailed yes. it. Nailed it. Name them. Jonathan W. J-Dub. Todd Z. Todd Z. And literally just K. K. Yeah, I think we've said that one before, but shout it again, Kay. What's up, buddy? Oh, it's it's last 30 days. Okay, okay. Yeah, last 30 days. So if you want to support the show, we got we got things to support going forward. We've got New York City for an NA beer mile on May 20th. Banger. Hopefully bring in the beer mile U.S. national champs to Chicago in July. We, so we got, we've got, we got a some lot things of coming. people reaching out uh, as far as like participating in that. Any any um. Words of advice? Uh, we, we, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. So the, the May 20th one for sure. Corey Belmore and I are doing it. I don't know who all else yet. If you want to, everyone, everyone, go send Everett Smolders a message right now. And oh tell yeah, him go shit out. Yeah, go shit. This on is Everett. the time. This is the time for us to face off, and he better show up. So go yeah. send him a message. No excuses. Uh, the one in July is still uh, getting organized, not not finalized yet. But we also the other exciting news is that we might be signing our first athlete. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, because we the cut works. out all the other shit. All right, I got it. <laughs> yeah, well, and also that episode's coming out after this. Gotcha. Okay. We already recorded the episode. Gotcha. Coming out after this. We might be signing our first athlete. That's all I'm going to say. That's kind of hype. And you know what else? Who else makes it all possible? Oh, the, the video's mirrored. It's this way. Manscaped, wearing the shirt. <laughs> Did you go for your right shoulder? Do you know what's more comfortable than the Manscaped shirt? The Manscaped boxers. Oh, absolutely. And no that's question. that's it. Other than that, there's nothing. You know what? We should have asked CJ like if he's if he's team uh, half tights versus shorts. And then there's the additional debate of do you wear compressions under your half tights? 
Yeah, because well, I would have I, I would have said yeah, and uh, I would have said I would have said no under the half tights a few years ago, but ever since I did start wearing them under half tights and feels, don't chafe anymore, it feels, feels very nice. Good. Feels very nice. The only time maybe I wouldn't do it when it's like really hot out, but yeah, when it's, it's really hot, hot out, I usually go short shorts. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, manscaped.com, Use code beer mile, all one word, twenty percent off, free shipping on all their goodies. All the razors, all the clothing, all the smelly stuff, all the body washes, the shampoos. All the liquids. It's all there. Your nose trimmer, your weed whacker. Head on over to Manscaped. Use code BEERMILE. No word. No word. <laughs> no space. BEERMILE, no space. 20% off and free shipping. And it's, uh, you know, testicle awareness month, I believe. So <laughs> Testicular cancer awareness month. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's testicle awareness month. I'm pretty aware of some testicles, let me tell you. <laughs> aware of them every day. I see them speaking flopping of, around. Speaking of a man with some big cojones, let's get into this interview with CJ Albertson. Okay, we're good. We're live. Well, not live. Just us. Uh, we're <laughs> us together. We're live. But so qualify. Okay, so I think where we want to start is looking back at your last uh, little over a week of training. Um, well, really, I guess we're we're looking at the period from like two Sundays ago to the last Sunday. And I just want to read this for the listeners because I think to most people this would be pretty insane. To you, this is normal, but to most people, so. You ran, you split through in 210 high for the marathon. Then, uh, and that was two Sundays ago. And then come back three days later on the Wednesday, 10 by a K at 250, and then a mile at 411. And then the next day, four miles in 1832, albeit a little bit downhill, but still rolling. Oh, that was two days after. That was two days after. Okay. Okay. But then two days after that, this past Sunday, 22 miles at five minute pace with a 432 last mile. I mean, is this is this by design? You just you're just feeling good and fast every day, and you just want to get after it, or like explain this to? I'd say even to some other pro runners, this is pretty extreme training. Yeah, uh, I mean, I typically do you know my long runs um, fairly hard, so they're not. Um, yeah, I mean, I basically, I basically, I mean, since gosh, since high school, for the most part, my long runs I try to run as fast as I can without really, without like actively like pushing like you would in a race effort. So like if you have to force it, you know, maybe, maybe there's like bits and pieces where I have to kind of get myself going. But for the most part, I'm not trying to actively force anything, but I'm trying to run as fast as I can up until that point. Um, and I'm doing all these runs by myself. So there's only, you know, in my mind, there's only so much I'm actually pushing because like you you don't typically push past your limits when you're you're just by yourself. Um, so yeah, so that's what I typically do and whatever pace that ends up, you know, it, it ends up, I don't necessarily try to hit certain paces. Um, and so for the Modesto marathon, I knew I wanted to get, I knew that weekend I wanted to get at least a marathon in of hard effort just to, just to get me out there running hard for over two hours and, and 10 minutes or something like that. Um, and then it was just an easy opportunity to kind of make it a little bit mentally easier to, to go out and run, uh, with, 
it's a pretty small marathon, but at least some other people out there. Um, and I knew like, I wasn't going to mm-hmm. be actually like racing anybody. Cause typically, you know, um, the, yeah, I mean the second place guy was like 241. So it's like, I don't have to worry about accidentally like racing someone and running too hard. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just kind of ran what felt within that range where I wasn't actually pushing. Um, but I was running hard and then, you know, that's it just, the pace ended up being what it was so hopefully to me like that indicates i'm in pretty good shape um and then for yeah for my normal workouts you know midweek like within the week you know like the 10 by k is a pretty standard workout that i that i do um and uh and i felt pretty good i mean for hitting those paces they weren't crazy fast but like they felt good um better than they've ever felt before and then the the mile was a little bit downhill it's about 85 feet net downhill so that 411 effort wasn't like i mean it was hard the goal was to run hard and get me comfortable running fast down hills um but it was you know it maybe wasn't as fast as it looked on paper and then uh yeah the tempo was the best i felt in the tempo and then last week that 22 milers um Again, I was just I, I get out the first mile hard, um, like you do in Boston, and like I did a downhill mile, and then and then the rest was kind of in that cruise pace. And right now, I feel good. Like cruise pace on rolling hills is around five oh five pace for me. So that's it's never been that fast. So that's I feel good, and uh, I would think I could do a fifty k on a flat course close to five flat, but. I don't know if I'll be able to, I don't know when I'll do one, but, um, but that's kind of like that range where I'm at. And then I wanted to, I wanted to run hard, but the last six, last five miles or so were up and down basically a mile. It was like a mile uphill, a mile downhill. Um, and I was just doing that to kind of simulate, you know, miles like 16 to 20 at Boston. And then I, I, you know, finished fairly hard, but I've never, clo- I've actually never closed that fast in a long run, but I felt like really good. So, <laughs> so is it, is it safe to say that like your main goals in training are simulating Boston as well as like just running within yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's well, definitely training for Boston. You have to do, you have to kind of simulate the course a little bit cause it is a, I guess a unique course or it's, you know, it's just di- different than a flat course, obviously. Um, right. and then, yeah. And then I like to run hard cause I feel like the, the hard long efforts don't really beat me up that much. Like I feel like I, I handle the volume of it pretty well. Um, and then, you know, it's, um, it's not like a, like a 1500 meter workout where you're like, you're really anaerobic and you can like really kind of like destroy yourself a little bit. It's, it's kind of just like, it's all aerobic. Um, and obviously if you've never done those before and you go out and run 25 miles hard or 22 miles hard or whatever, then, then yeah, you're, you're going to be pretty beat up maybe for a while. But I mean, I, I've, I've done this literally 50 times or, or more than that. I mean, I've done it so many times. It's just, you know, it's just like if, if you go do like a 15 mile run kind of up tempo. Yeah. What do you say to, uh, I feel like there's always hot debates around running a marathon leading up to your actual marathon. What do you, what do you say to the haters? Um, I don't know. I mean, how many of them can beat me? I guess I don't know. You don't gotta be fast to know what's good or not. And it's like, well, you, you kind of do. I mean, I mean, you don't have to, but <laughs> you don't really know because you're not me. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, and you've just never, you, you know, you've never done it. What gets you in trouble is doing things that you've never done before. And I'm not doing things I've never done before. I've always trained for a marathon like this. Um, my first marathon I ever did, I ran a 50K in practice uh, and I closed the last five miles. I, I averaged around 545 pace and I closed the last five miles at my intended marathon pace of like 518 pace. Um, and that was that was like after like seven weeks of training after basically taking a year off, like a year off. Like I just, that's just how I always train for the marathon. So then now, you know, I'm not doing anything different. It's just my paces happen to be faster because I'm in better shape. Um, you know, and, and I, I've said this before, but like, it's, there's no like magical distance about the marathon that, that makes it, you know, where your body just like falls apart. Like why is, <laughs> Why is like an 18 mile run fine, but a, you know, or a 20 mile run fine, but a 26 mile run now all of a sudden you're, you, it's going to take you eight weeks to recover. Like it makes no sense. People just make things up and they have this mental, I mean, they're just kind of like, I don't know. Like, you know, what if yeah. marathon was a 50 K then everyone would do 26 mile long runs or 28 mile long. Runs. <laughs> it's like people are just like. I mean, humans are smart, but we're also like very limited by these. Uh, we just create these concepts and then just run with them as if they're like true. But like we're just making stuff up. And so I think people have this idea that the marathons is just because some dude supposedly died from exhaustion because he had never trained and then went <laughs> two miles. Now it's like an impossible thing you're do- to do unless you're in a actual race. And it's just like. It's just dumb. <laughs> when, like, yeah, I mean, and, and you know it's not true because people then who are not as fast as as you, they're going and doing twenty milers, but it's taken them four hours to do a twenty yeah. miler, and it's like that's double the time. So that's it should be measured on time more yeah, than true, more actually. than mileage, if anything. You know, the amount of time that you're spending burning burning hot yeah. and at a high heart rate. And then but, you have ultra runners running like three four hours a day every day in a row climbing these <laughs> mountains at like. 10,000 feet of altitude and it's like that seems way harder than whatever I'm doing <laughs> yeah all right so well you've convinced me that then it's not that crazy for you to run hard for two hours but but it's also I think I'll, I'll say the word scary that you were able to run basically like a PR marathon in practice so is that a sign then that you like your PR is is weak and you're ready to like drop a lot off that? And I know Boston's not necessarily about PRing necessarily. It's a you know tactical race and a little bit different. But um, yeah, how do you how, how do you uh, feel about that? Do you feel like your time wise your your PR should be a lot lower than what it is based on this jump in fitness you're seeing? Yeah, I mean right now I would say yeah my PR isn't very good and I would you know if I was racing a flat course in somewhat decent conditions. Um, it would be very disappointing if I didn't PR by by quite a bit. Boston, of course, we have no idea how the race will play out, what the exact conditions will be. It is a, a different type of course. And um, obviously, I mean, that Modesto Marathon is pancake flat. I mean, my, my watch was the elevation was off. It, there's like 100 feet total of elevation. gain. I mean, it's, it's basically like a treadmill. I mean, it's straight flat except for one little overpass. So it's and it was like 48 degrees, zero wind. I mean, it was. It's about as nice as you can get, but but yes, I should be able to PR, um, you know, and exactly what I can run, I don't really know, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 ready to run faster than what my, you know, my listed PR is. 
Okay. So, so does that assign, is that foreshadowing then that the strategy that you took to Boston last year is going to, is going to play out again? Is that, I mean, if you're, if you're fitter this year and last year you were ahead by two minutes at half, like is the intent to be ahead by three or four minutes at half this year? Like, <laughs> no, but, but really like, how are you, how are you thinking about it this year? Are you, uh, are you conscious of that? And like knowing, like, I don't want to do that again. I'm going to sit in the pack this time. Or, uh, what are you, what are you thinking about heading into that tactical wise? I mean, I have very little control of, of how much of a lead I, I have. I think unless there's a really big headwind, um, I anticipate that I'll be my first half. Yeah, my first half marathon split will be faster than last year. Um, I don't anticipate being in the lead, but my, my yeah. I, and again, unless there's a like 15 mile an hour headwind, I'm most likely going to run faster the first half or right around what I ran the first half you know, as I did last year, um, you know, and if, if, if they run 66 minutes again for the first half, then yeah, I'll have a lead and maybe it'll be more than a lead. I think there's about a 0.2% chance that that's going to happen. I think the race is going to be out a little bit faster. I don't think they're just going to let me go or let anyone go. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think, I think the race will go out closer to 62, 63. Um, and depending on where they kind of start to pick it up. I'm not sure if I'll be with the leaders at halfway or not, but, but I'm pretty confident I'm going to be under 64. Got it. So it sounds like going into the race, then you're really just kind of focusing on your own race, your own level of effort and wherever that is relative to the field. It is, is that accurate statement? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if the field, I don't really care if the field runs slow, I'm not going to like sit in the pack if they do, but I just don't think that's going to happen. It's if they run, what they are capable of running fairly comfortably where I'm going to fit within the pack. Um, and so they'll kind of just be, you know, you kind of just have to feel it out when you're there and it really will depend on how fast they're going. You know, if they, if uh, like miles eight and nine, when they're kind of rolling or like slight net uphill, if they're going like 440, then I'm probably ha- going to not be with the leaders. But if they're, if they're backed off a little bit, I maybe so it'll just be, you know, it'll kind of just be figuring it out as the race goes. Um, but, but I'm prepared to run. I'm prepared to run at PR pace, I guess. How do you make those game time decisions when you're like, well, do I go or not go? Is that, is, is some of it mental based on like your splits and how you know the course is going to play out or, or do you more rely on feel? Mostly feel. Um, and your body just kind of like, either lets you go or doesn't like there's not too much like you know it's i feel like i have a fairly good gauge of like what is um my my all-out effort i guess for a marathon so like if it's if it's just too fast like my body's not gonna let me go that fast um so like i yeah so i don't think i really have to make a conscious decision to like not go or go maybe like the first couple miles yeah because i can run you know, I can run really fast downhill. I could go out in like 4.10, which, you know, I would consciously be like, no, I'm not going to go out in 4.10, but I could. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, there's, I think once we get, once you get later in the race, like miles 10 or so, like it just kind of, you somewhat make decisions, but for the most part, you just kind of feel it. And you just kind of like, I'm not, I'm just not running with them <laughs> right here. <laughs> uh, but you do have to, a choice like you do have to, you don't want to be completely by yourself so if i can find a, a pack that is relatively within range then i would want to be able to sit on some people 
Um, so I don't know. We'll just kind of see. You just kind of figure it out. <laughs> I, I don't know how competitive you are or how much you use like being competitive against others, like either other Americans or other people in the race. But curious if there's anyone like on your hit list, so to speak, that that's in the race where you're like, oh, I got to beat that person. I got to beat that guy. Because I, I think I was looking at the start list and just based on PR, I think you were like the 11th fastest American going in, but everyone's within, you know, like two minute PR. It's all very close. So I don't know. Do you think about that at all of like, I want to be the fastest American or um, or is it is it kind of what you're saying before? Just you're going in, you're running your race based on feel and however it plays out, it plays out. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an extra incentive to be to be the fastest American, and and your, you know, I, facial recognition wise, I I, I know I, I'm better at identifying who all those guys are. Like I know who they all are and what they all look like, so it's it's easier to identify. Um, I mean, it doesn't really change my race strategies. Where it's not like, you know, six miles in, I'm not like, oh, this American guy's up here, I, I, like he's my target. I got to stick up with him and beat him. But but definitely in like the you know, the later stage of the races, like even last year, like when Colin Benny passed me, um, there's definitely an incentive to like get back up with him and try to beat him, you know, those last five miles. So it more plays out at, at the end of the race. At the beginning of the race, it's not going to change my tactics at all. But at the end, when you're just trying to find anything to to get you to, to get to the line faster and beat people, like, yeah, definitely um, the American guys looking at them to beat them is, is a little bit more motivating or extra incentive leading into the race here we're 10 days out recording this episode uh what does the taper look like or is there much of a taper in your training plan um there won't be i don't plan on doing too much of a taper until i travel out for boston on thursday so the last four days will obviously be pretty minimal um up until then though i like to keep it mostly the same um just without overdoing it like today for example i was I had kind of had a, ske- a, a workout scheduled. Um, I didn't quite know what I was going to do, but I was going to do something up-tempo. Um, and then I was just feeling really tired. So I just slept and ate carbs. And <laughs> um, I'll probably go run a little bit after this, but I maybe do some like some short intervals, but nothing nothing real hard. But So it's just kind of like that. Like if I'm feeling tired, then it's like, okay, I can I, I can just make an, a, an adaption and not not do a lot. Um, but for the most part, I like to keep it mostly normal up until like a few days out um, just because I, I just function better on like routines and I've typically never done well with big tapers. Um, I just like to be consistent. That's so interesting. So are you plotting out? So you're you're your own coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so how far are you plotting out like a season with in like placing the key workouts and everything in there? Are you planning that far in advance or are you kind of more taking it week by week and you know like I want to do a hard long run every Sunday and I want to do like some sort of intervals this day and then you kind of I guess make it up as you go for lack of a better way of saying it how do you how do you handle coaching yourself yeah pretty much that that second part that you just described like I know I know I'm going to do a hard long run on on Sundays and then the workouts midweek um those days are flexible it's kind of just like whenever I have good time or like good energy you know so like sometimes there'll be a tuesday sometimes there'll be a wednesday sometimes tuesday friday sometimes wednesday friday sometimes just one workout sometimes just a thursday it's like you know what i do midweek just really depends on my energy level how i'm feeling what i have life-wise the rest of that week um and then the workouts uh they just 
yeah, it kind of just whatever seems enjoyable that day. I mean, there's, there's like within that's going to fit within marathon training and, and what I've done kind of leading up to it. Um, but I mean, for the most part, the marathon is not super complex. Like most of your workouts are going to be somewhere around the like 10 K to half marathon pace range. And like, sometimes you dip down to like some five K stuff, but, but you do, you don't really do a whole lot of that. And then you do lots of like neuromuscular stuff, like some like quicker two hundreds or like some sprints or something. But the bulk of your work is somewhere around threshold. Um, and that's kind of standard for everyone. So coming up with workouts, it's like, it doesn't really matter. You just run somewhere around, you know, your threshold slightly faster, slightly slower, just wherever, um, and get some good work in and then make sure you're hitting, hitting up, up and down hills, like for Boston, like you got to do a little bit extra, some little bit extra hill work, but also extra downhill work. And so I'll do some, a few like sprints and strides and different things downhill to make sure that I'm, I'm moving right and, and kind of toughening my legs up that way. But but yeah, I mean, the training is not super complex for a marathon. Um, and I can typically tell if it's working because my long runs are getting faster, feeling easier. When I dip down like 450 pace or whatever, it feels more comfortable. And so I'm just trying to do, I'm assessing what I need to make those faster marathon paces feel more comfortable. So I, I, I'm not just stuck at five minute pace, but now I can move down into, you know, I can run some 445s and feel okay. And just trying to figure out, you know, what I need to do to, to feel that way. Do you feel like, uh, the extra work and like cognitive load of being your own coach is worth it, given that you gain some extra flexibility into your personal schedule? Yeah. Interestingly, I don't feel, I hardly feel any cognitive load as far as being my own coach or coming up with my workouts. Cause I, I have a, just a very laid laid back approach, I guess, to, to the actual training, just because, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like, like the, the super specifics, like don't like your body doesn't know. It doesn't know. So like, it doesn't like you could write out a workout and be like, this is supposed to work this system or whatever. And like, I cognitively know that, like I know the physiology, but like you're, you're just getting work in. And so like the specifics of what you do don't really matter that much. And so I mean, a lot of times I'll, I'll just alter workouts in the middle of a workout based on how I'm feeling or based on what I'm doing or, or kind of what seems fun. Um, and it, and it's never like, Oh, I didn't get this done or I didn't like it just, sometimes I feel like that and I'll, um, but for the most part, it's, I don't know. I just find the marathon training is, is, um, it's easy. Like if I was 5k training, it'd be, it'd be different because it, it's, yeah. it's way more complex and 1500 meter training. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, I'd be like super like, like a taper for a 1500. I'm, I feel like I'm more like, okay. Like I'm, I'd be more anal about like, what am I like? Okay. I gotta cut back this volume. I really got to hit this intensity. Like I gotta make sure like all these things, like there's so many different aspects you have to hit. Um, whereas the marathon is really just one injury system. You just go out and run <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the shorter distances are much more high stakes, whether you're coaching yourself or you're like in the race itself. Yeah. And you can screw it up yeah. easily. Anything where yeah. you have you, where you need at least some anaerobic training in there, you can, uh, you can, you can definitely 
screw it up <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> we, it's 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 kind of funny to just kind of funny to describe i'm sure a lot of people listening right now are thinking like you're describing marathon training as being easier <laughs> to figure out than than shorter training strategically and, and perhaps i mean strategically <laughs> but it's just funny to it's like 120 miles a week versus you know 40 miles a week most people think of it in that term not in yeah. terms of uh, you know, the different systems that you need to hit and develop and all of that. So, and I think there, that's like so much maturity around, I don't know. I, I know me personally, like if I don't have some sort of structure laid out, then if I allow myself to like make it up on the fly or, or adjust on the fly too much, then I'll usually bitch out or, or something <laughs> along those lines. And I think that's where, like, it seems like you've got that down pretty well of like knowing where you still need to get work in, but you also know not to overdo it and put yourself into a hole. Um, I think in pro runners in general, I guess would probably be good at not underworking, but for the general public, uh, you know, that would be the biggest problem is like, Oh, I'm kind of tired today. Like, nah, I'm not going to do that work. I'm just going to go run 10 miles easy and call it a day like that. That's, and then it would just be that every single day. Yeah. <laughs> no, you definitely time. have to have to know yourself. Yeah. You have to know yourself. And yeah, I don't typically have, I don't typically have that problem, at least when I'm when I'm like when I'm within like ten to twelve weeks of a race. Um, I don't typically have that problem, but and then yeah, and it's been learning to kind of like back off sometimes. Like I was doing mile repeats a few weeks ago, and I was running faster than I anticipated I'd run, and I felt really good, and I and I was just cutting down really naturally, and I wanted to do like a few more because like I'm like how fast can I go? But then I was like, I've already got good work in like you know, I, I'm going to do a long run in a couple of days. Like I don't, I don't need to like, you know, my calves would probably tighten up or get too sore if I, if I really went hard on a few more. Um, so then it was like, that was a time when I held myself back and I felt like it was, it was good. Um, and so there are like decisions you have to make like that. Um, but it's just learning, you know, learning yourself and what, if you, yeah, if you err on the side of, or if you lean to the side of, I'm just not going to do anything and you'd like do way less, or if you, tend to overdo it and so you got to find what you know what you do in your um in your uh i guess you'd call them maybe like self-negotiations how does uh coach cj work with dad cj work with athlete cj like what happens when you get like four hours of sleep or three hours of sleep in a given <laughs> night um i would probably die i think no my my wife is, <laughs> my wife is, is really good so she, i mean she's our baby, well, our baby is good. First of all, he's not like up all night. Um, he usually will wake up, you know, a couple, one or two times a night and, and usually goes back like pretty quick. Um, so she's, she's basically takes care of that. And so I've been able to sleep through the night for the most part. Um, so yeah, I haven't had any, when I do, if I had like multiple three hour night sleeps, I, I wouldn't, uh, I don't know what would happen. I, I, I don't do well with not getting <laughs> well. Um, so yeah, so that part's been fine. Um, and actually, and, and like some ways it helps. Like I remember, like there's been a few times, like it's like sometimes I would, before I had Luke, our baby, like I would have some time and then I would just kind of like lay around and then it'd be harder to like get up for my second run. Um, but then now it's like if I have to pick him up from because like like actually for today, for example, my, my wife is working. She's a nurse. Um, so she, it's, she has a nice schedule. So she's working two days a week right now, like part time, but even full time, it's three days a week. Um, but so my mom's watching him 
And then, but it's like, so then if I have to pick them up at a certain time, it's like, I don't really have time to wait. I just like finish all my work stuff. Then I go run. Cause then I gotta go pick up the baby. So just like, it kind of forces you sometimes when you have less time, you just do everything because you don't have time to think about it. <laughs> you just, you just gotta go. Do I it. feel that. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, this, like I've been re- actually, this build up for Boston has been really busy. Probably one of the busiest, um, semesters I, I always do things in semesters because I'm, I'm a teacher and coach at a college so this semester has been one of the busiest but I feel like I've gotten really good training just because like I've been so busy I haven't had time to like think about anything I just go do do my stuff and go to sleep <laughs> and I guess that's the key to running well it's just <laughs> stay, busy yourself stay busy yeah. stay, but not too busy not so busy that you still have time to train but stay busy so that you're not yeah. yeah, worrying about things or putting things off or, or anything yeah. like that. Enough time you can get eight to nine hours of sleep with an occasional nap once a week and then and get your training in. But then the rest of the day is pretty much filled. And then that's like the ideal. <laughs> yeah. So so we had a you actually just kind of answered one of the listener questions. So some someone I won't say who someone submitted two questions. One of the questions was, how does your wife support you? Another question was, though, that we need the answer to this one. Give one reason why Luke is the cutest baby on Earth. He's just he's a very he just always is smiling. Well, not always, but for the most part, he's just smiling. So <laughs> he's just a very he's got a very good smile. Um, yeah, I think he's going to do well when he's older because his smile just, it just makes you feel, so good. <laughs> he just looks at you and smile, like every time, like just melts up or someone comes home, like if, if, if my wife is at home, when I get home, then like, as soon as I come in, he just looks at me and smiles or like, he just, he almost always greets you with a smile and it's like, that just, it's just a, it's a very good feeling. Um. That's yeah. too cute. <laughs> I'm, surp- I'm surprised you're not going to reveal your source there. No, 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 no. All no. Right, this all person right. said not to reveal the source. Okay, okay. So, uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Do you have any guesses? I don't know. Maybe my wife. I don't know. She's, it's she's, not. Well, it's not your wife. It's some, someone else, though. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So another another kind of like broader area topic we wanted to ask about um, was just all the, I guess for lack of a better, not really quirky records because they're legit records, but uh, like, especially during the pandemic doing like the, in, uh, the, the, the indoor marathon, I guess that was uh, before the pandemic, but then the treadmill marathon um, and then also the 50 K on the track as well. So uh, I guess was that all of those races in general, is it just a way to keep yourself motivated, excited and doing something fun during the pandemic? Or I don't know where those things that you are thinking about kind of all along or they just happened. Explain where all of those different uh, records and record attempts came from. Uh, the, the indoor marathon I signed up for like maybe three to four weeks before it happened. Um, I kind of saw it. Was like that seems interesting. Then my sister in law like texted me like I know the race director. You should do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so I just kind of did it. There really wasn't much planning. I actually ran a marathon two weeks before, and then I ran a ten mile race the week before. Oh, of course you did. Because I had I had some <laughs> of already. And then the indoor was just like, I don't know. I guess I'll just do it. So yeah, there was literally that no- was on a two hundred meter track, right? Yeah, it's at the Armory. So there was literally a, there's no planning for that. It just kind of happened and I 
Yeah. The the it, the treadmill thing that that there was no that it wasn't a race or I literally I just I just I don't know for whatever reason I didn't want to go outside that day and then as I was as I was preparing I was like man maybe I'll just see if I can just run two ten pace see how long I can last <laughs> and I I made it the whole marathon and then I then a little bit extra too so I that, there was literally there wasn't. That was planned about 15 minutes before. I just, I just kind of hopped and then, and then people saw it on like Strava or something and it became a story. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you gained a lot of clout and uh, Strava <laughs> followers and, and also let's run message boards after all those things. And, it, and of course, everyone's like, oh, well, was the treadmill off? Was the treadmill calibrated? Like, it's all this like yeah. stuff. It's like, regardless, it's fast. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, whatever. It's just, yeah. it's funny. But you've got quite the treadmill setup. When when did the uh, I, I guess to like talk a little? I've seen pictures. Yeah, we and saw a some picture specs. of a treadmill, a treadmill setup with uh, some good lighting, uh, some good sound system. Is that still the current setup? Uh, yeah. So I have, I don't have like all. So I used to have like ten heat lamps on there. I don't have all those heat lamps because I haven't. Um, it's just not, I mean it's not always that necessary to need that many heat lamps because <laughs> it was I was getting it so hot. It was like this. I don't, it's kind of excessive. Um, but I still have some heat lamps in the back. I haven't really used them much cause I haven't been training for anything. That's like going to be a really, really hot race. Um, but then I have like a red light panel that's in the front. So that's more for like recovery. Um, just like red light therapy basically, but while I'm running and then, uh, yeah, I have a decent sound system, but it's not, I got it from like a garage or a garage, like a yard sale. It was just like some, a subwoofer and a little, uh, sound bar thing that is hooked up to was that an impulse buy or were you like oh i like i need some sound system for my treadmill setup no i just bought it it was like they were like 30 dollars, and i looked it up i was like this is normally like two three hundred so i just bought it actually before i even knew i could hook it up to my (laughs) treadmill i i didn't realize it would work and then i didn't have one of the it didn't have the the cords and then i realized i actually had a cord that worked for it and um i don't know so yeah it was just i just randomly bought it but yeah, so my treadmill set is that. And then I have a, I got, actually, I got a good deal on a TV. It's like a 65 inch TV. It was from Target and they, it was like half off. And then you got 10% off if you picked it up for some reason. So it was like 200, I ended up paying like $50 for this giant TV. That's really nice. So that's in there too. You're, you're scrappy. You're deal finder. I like it. I, I, <laughs> that's good. I am a, uh, yes, I am. My, my whole whole family like my side of the family is that's just uh going back to my grandparents that's just how we've been so (laughs) what's what's usually um what do you usually have playing on the tv or do you do you watch tv while you're training on the treadmill um i don't always watch tv it depends on like what type of run i'm doing but sometimes i watch like sports games uh sometimes i'll just like re-watch shows like like community or parks and rec like I know all those shows, so I don't really have to watch. I can just kind of like listen, like I just know what's going on. Um, sometimes like I'll be into new shows. So like I'll watch an episode of like if I'm, you know, in a new show at the time um, or if I'm watching like, I don't know, like a seasonal type show. But I mean, yeah, really just just anything. And how about music then? What 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 type true. of music you bump in? I, I'm not a big music guy. Like I don't know. Like you, you can name off a bunch of like people and I – 
probably wouldn't know them. I mean, I know like super famous people, but um, I, I mean, usually if I'm on the Peloton, I just the Peloton people play the Peloton stuff. Um, and they usually have pretty good music. Anything that's upbeat. I don't like, I don't like to run to slow stuff. So it's got to be upbeat. Um, but other than that, that's really my only requirement is that it's got a good, good, steady, upbeat, happy-ish. I don't like sad things. So I don't like, at least when I'm running, like I don't need any cathartic, sad music while I'm running. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious on the, on the red, you mentioned it was like red light therapy. Yeah. What, like, what is that for the uninitiated? <laughs> um, it, it's basically just like, so it's a specific frequency of light and, and it's a, um, I mean, it's supposed to help like enhance blood flow, help with muscle recovery, um, can help with like skin and like cellular repair, um, just kind of things like that. Just overall like recovery and repair. And, and, and some things will say like they'll help, like if you use it before, like, weightlifting or something like you'll have like increased like like protein muscle synthesis after um and so they just there's like i mean there's whole there's studies about like lots of different things with them but um i don't know i mean it feels it feels it feels good to me i feel like it keeps my like if i'm like tight or something kind of like loosens me up too and like there, it's also with there's red light and then also near infrared light and so the near infrared kind of heats you um like a, mm -hmm. like a near infrared sauna and so it can be helpful as like a warm up too. Are you, what other pe people always want to know, like what, what are, what are the other things you're doing to round out your running? Like, are you, I don't know, are you into any other like recovery stuff or is when you're doing like four good workouts in a week, like obviously you're pretty good at recovering and maybe your body's just built different. Um, but are you doing like anything else special or out of the ordinary to, to try to recover? Are you just, yeah. What's your snake oil? <laughs> yeah. We, we need, we need a life yeah. hack. Uh, like do this one thing and you're going to, you Roll know, improve your marathon by 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we're looking for here. All right. Well, I, ne I never do four workouts in a week, but well, I guess <laughs> double work. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, I guess this was, there was an eight day period. Your, your Sunday to Sunday that I read off was technically okay. an eight day period. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Double. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sleep and rest is, is definitely like the number one. I mean, just, just being able to just kind of like chill out, relax, actually sleep. Um, but yeah, other than that, like nutrition, nutrition wise are just kind of overall wise. Um, I've been, I've been using a lot of Lactigo, um, to try to like increase my muscle carnosine levels. Um, it also has magnesium, which just helps the absorption, but I feel like the magnesium itself has also beneficial. Um, um, alt, alt red, it's like beta lens, but, um, I typically take that and that feels good. Um, I think helps with recovery. I just got this new like powder thing. It's like nitrates. It has like 500 milligrams of, of nitrates, um, per scoop and it's um so i've been using that and that just helps you know just with blood flow and uh, vasodilation and just kind of keeping everything circulating well um for my long runs i'll use um i'll use ketone esters so like i use ketone aid um usually around like 20 grams just like 40 milliliters um and that's it's supposed to help well they say it helps with recovery too, but it's supposed to help like spare your glycogen a little bit. So then, you know, when I'm recovering, like some of those big efforts, like I can, I'm maybe not using as much glycogen cause I'm burning fat a little bit better. Um, and then I can replenish my glycogen stores. Um, 
And then just like general things like eating, like eating right after, you know, you work out. So like I try to get in, um, I have this, uh, it's also another nitrate powder, but mixed with maltodextrin by science and sports. I think it's literally just called nitrate powder, but basically I use it for like the maltodextrin too. Cause that it absorbs really quickly. So like replenishes those glycolin in stores, uh, kind of helps with your hormones whenever you get carbs, helps to control cortisol when you get carbs in right after you work out. Um, and then some protein powder, um, and then just general like vitamins, iron, it's kind of just like every- how do you pick up how do you pick up all these like little tidbits along the way? Is that something that you actively seek out, or is it uh, yeah. just something that you read about and you're like, okay, how do I incorporate this into my training regimen? Yeah, so since since high school, I mean, I, I've read thousands of studies and articles, um, just like on 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 everything. Like, I mean, weightlifting, biomechanics, and stuff, but but supplements and nutrition. Um, yeah, like I used to make my own recovery drinks in high school. <laughs> like I'd have, you know, I'd buy powder and I'd uh, get whey protein and, you know, do all the, the three, four to one ratios or whatever. And, um, you know, make I, I'd have all these powders in these bags that I'd be mixing into my water bottle <laughs> after practice. Um, and yeah, yeah, and then over the years, just, I mean, basically just, I'm always like researching things. Um, and, uh, so yeah, just over the past, I don't know, how old am I? 20, oh, 28. So the past like 11 years, I guess, just kind of just constant research. And then you, um, you know, some things like, I, I mean, I've done so much. I've, I've said other stories of things I've done. Like I've, I've created these, I've created my own muscle lotions that included turmeric. So my legs were all yellow. Uh, I've had these crazy- <laughs> was that a listener question? That was a listener question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a lot of, I mean, I've, I've tried so many different things and not all of it worked and not all of it was feasible. And, and now that I'm like, actually like professional, like, I guess professional, like it, um, you know, now it all has to be like informed sport and, and, and tested because it, I'm, and I'm pretty paranoid about contamination stuff. So, so everything has to be from reputable bands that are, that are, you know, tested by the, the you know, those agencies that test you saw us of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so it, it kind of, li- it's kind of in a way it's disappointing because I, I can't like, there's, there's some, there's some like nootropics, like um, basically brain supplements and stuff that I mm-hmm. really want to try, but they're not in the informed sport testing. And I mean, technically they don't have any banned substances, but I, I just, I, I'm just, I, I know I'd be too stressed out that some, I don't know, they'd be contaminated or something. So I, so there's things that like I can't try that I want to, but it's like, whatever. I mean, it, I think I there's enough there's enough stuff that is out there that's tested that you know that works that um that I've been able to utilize. So have you you've been you've been making your own concoctions for 11 years? Like, have you thought about like actually producing one and starting a brand too, yeah. around it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seems very a lot of I don't know runners are just. I don't know, social media influence, like people in general that are in the public eye, like it's a good opportunity to say, Hey, this product works for me. Like you want to use it? I don't know. Have you thought about that as like a side hustle that could maybe be like a bigger company or job someday? Um, no, well, I'm at, no, I, I may be kind of working with like a probiotic 
company a little bit, but I'm, I'm not that I don't really want to be in bit. I, like, I don't want to do my own at all. Um, I'm really interested in like I would I would be like the I would be like the researcher behind the scenes or like I maybe formulating or something, but I don't want to do the I'm not interested in like having my own business like that or even like social like influencing thing like I'm just not good at that. I mean, even if you look at my Instagram, I mean, the posts I have, I think are okay, but it's they're not very frequent. Like I'm just it's just and I have a job. I mean, I, I have a pretty good teaching and coaching job, so I don't necessarily I just, this is not something I really want to do. I'm not good at advertising. It's like, I'll tell you what it does. Just matter of factly, like this is what it is. And you either want to do it. Cause like no one, I don't like when people try to sell me things. It's like, you don't have to sell me. I'm going to go up and look up everything about your product. And I'm either going to like your product or I'm not going to like your product. You telling me something has zero influence as far as whether I buy it or not. <laughs> Obviously the mass population isn't like me. But I can't like, I, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to sell because like I think about how I am and I know people, are like, I don't know. What's your like weak spot for, do you have a weak spot for marketing and advertising? Cause I, I feel like I identify with like, oh, I'm just going to look up what your product does. And if I like it, I'll buy it. And if not, then I won't. But I feel like my weak spot is Apple products because they're not really like that amazing. But I'm like, oh, the marketing is like so good. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you have a weak so spot? Apple, I, I like like the phones. I like the phones because they like integrate with they, they, they kind of it's not necessarily the advertising, but they like they make their own little Apple ecosystem. So, you know, you have your app iMessage and stuff. So it just makes it more it makes a lot of things more convenient. Um I don't like Apple computers because I feel like those are inconvenient because they don't work with anything. And it like my wife has a Mac and I hate it. Like it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) it's only like Mac stuff. And it's just I don't like. But so, yeah, technology stuff. I just whatever is convenient. So I feel like iPhones are convenient. And now I've used an iPhone. So I don't want to like have to figure out how an Android works. (laughs) But but I don't I don't really like. Like when like new iPhones come out, I used to just have the iPhone SE and I would just keep getting that every time it, it broke. Now it's so outdated that it's like, ah, uh, it's like not good. So I actually did get suckered into getting the, the 12 or not the new, I think they had the 13 now, but whatever the one was the, the first one that had like the three camera thing. Mm. I got that um, because I, I was, I was intending to get more into like, posting pictures and taking pictures because like my other the old phone i had like the pictures were terrible but i was like maybe i'll get one maybe i'll actually post and my pictures actually look good so that was kind of the intention i'm like this is a investment um and i actually did it was a business write-off you know because i do have a running business <laughs> of course <laughs> it, I, I don't really post much more pictures <laughs> um yeah. And and when you're a runner, like all the good pictures of you, are, you're not going to take you them on your own yeah. phone. It's going to be some photographer at the race yeah. that t- takes the good pictures of you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was going to say about the, so you don't want to run a business, but we would love to run a business. And if you, and if you like royalties, you can make, you can formulate the, formulate the concoction for us. Uh, and then we'll, you know, we'll figure out how to mass produce it and sell it and market it. And, uh, we'll just give you a royalty or you can own whatever, a third of the company. I mean, what do you say? You, you in on that? I mean, I, yeah, I would do that. 
<laughs> I, tr- I trust your research. I mean, that's, that's what would sell it though, is the fact oh, that yeah. it's like, oh, I, tr- I tested this on myself for my entire running career. So any other athlete can use that as uh, you know, an example of yeah. like, it's oh, like, this person yeah, like for me. Like, market to get into, I think. You know, on Shark Tank, yeah, they, no, they, it definitely it's is. It's a really crowded market. <laughs> Very crowded. Yeah, and if you go on Shark Tank, they're gonna hate on you for, uh, yeah, trying to sell snake oil, basically. So, yeah, it, we're not gonna go Shark Tank route. We're just gonna, yeah, we're just gonna give it out to a bunch of runners. They're all gonna like it, just, and they're gonna find it useful for themselves. And then because of that, they're gonna plug it, and it'll be word of mouth. That's, I think, that's the strategy. Just like actually make a product that people like, and then it'll sell itself. I like that. <laughs> All right, we got a couple a couple fun listener questions here to close out. Uh, do you want to do you want to start? Oh, uh, somebody says uh, drop the arm routine. The what? Oh, like your, your arm, your arm, you, yeah. The, what's, the what's your arm routine? You yeah. have, you, you have guns. Yeah, my arm routine, carrying carrying babies. My arm routine <laughs> is I literally try to avoid using any part of my upper body ever because if I if I like. <laughs> My upper body just holds on to muscle and I, I get for a normal person. It's like an amazing trait, but as a marathon runner, it's the most annoying thing. Cause like, I just, like, I won't even touch, like, I don't even like to, when we're in the weight room lifting with our athletes, I don't even like to carry the weights. Cause like, if I'm carry this weight, my body's going to be like, see, you need this muscle. Like we're going to hold on to it. So like, I try to not even touch the weights with my arms because like I, and at any point in time I can do you know, 75 pushups in a row. Like what, like I just have this upper body strength, even though I, I stopped doing all upper body stuff, except for a little bit of upper back, um, and, and some postural things, but, but yeah, like chest biceps, pretty much useless and distance running like shoulders and, but it, they just, uh, so you think that's uh, wild. you could probably give Ryan Hall a run for his money, like post marathon yeah, career. Yeah. You have, you have the natural, uh, you could get yoked. Yeah. Muscle generation ability to, to get up to Ryan Hall's level. If you, if you want to go that route. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be that, but I, I think I would like top out at like one sixty five and have like really nice lats, pretty good chest, but, but still be able to like run a, you know, run like a pretty fast, well, anything, but like fast 400, like the 400 build, like that's a nice build. So it is absolutely. Absolutely. It's like the ideal build. Runner, yeah. But a short one. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I can't change my height. What's your, um, <laughs> yeah, true, true. What's your, uh, I feel like we had this question like a, like very early episodes. What's your 400 time? If you're like, for whatever reason at, uh, I feel like we'd always ask like, college athletes this but like if you're at a party that gets busted by the cops and you need to run a 400 what's your what's your time gosh i don't know probably like if i had to guess like maybe somewhere like 53 54 in high school my junior year of high school i ran a 50.2 and a four by four split but i i couldn't run that right now that's moving i'm not as fast anymore Uh, when is the hundred mile debut? That's another listener question. After the 50 mile and hundred K debut. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll do, I don't know the hundred mile. I'm for sure going to do, I mean, barring I don't have a career ending injury. I'm, I'm going to do a 50 miler and hundred K like at some point the hundred mile. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'll probably end up doing it, but, <laughs> but I'm not as like, not as like, <laughs> 
for sure I want to do. Um, but like the the 50 mile and 100K just seemed like that's like a, a really good distance that I feel like I could just crush. Um, the 100 mile, I don't know. But like I don't want to I don't want to do a trail 100 miler. Um, maybe like I don't or at least competitively because I feel like I would get beat by a lot and I would just be I'd be so mad the whole time because I'd be tripping on rocks and like I'd be getting crushed and like if any like really good female trail runner was running it they'd crush me and I'd just be so mad um so I, I would stick to the stick to like I'd be like the track but you know just running around the track hundred that, that's, that's, so that's so funny because that's probably what I'd do it on that's that's funny because yeah most people would say the opposite they'd say if I'm gonna do 100 miles I want it to be scenic so I can take my mind off of it but yeah you'd rather just no, just do it I guess if you do it on the track I mean that's that's the way to crush a world record is I mean that's yeah. where the world records are set for the 100 miles so yeah you could definitely I'm good at I mean I did I like if it's I mean I'll only end up doing things just for fun but um, but they're more fun when you're, when you're good at them. And I'm just not, not good on the trails and I never have been. And when we were in Arizona, we, if anyone's been to Phoenix area, there's South mountain. And I, I just, I hated it. Did not like the South mountain. The day I graduated, I never ran up the trail again. I would drive to the backside and there's a road that actually goes up all the way. And it's great. It's like 3% incline the whole way for seven miles. And then you can just absolutely fly coming down. It's so much fun, but all throughout college, we had to run up the stupid trail and it's like, I hate this. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. It's hilarious how, uh, yeah, different perceptions on what's fun and what's not. <laughs> yeah, what's, um, I'm curious cause I have like, a f- I have a few things that I don't like doing recreationally just because like, I'm not good at them. Do you have anything like that? Whether it's like with your wife, family or, or your buddies that you're like, oh, I'm not going to like golf or something because I, you're not I'm good at it. I golf. I don't like golf. Um, and it's so boring. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's boring because I'm so bad at it and I've just never really done it. Um, but like, like art type stuff. Like I have no patience to like do art cause I'm, I'm very bad. And so yeah, anything like that singing or well, dancing stuff, or just like, like any in like the fine arts category, except for like acting. Like I always wanted to be in a play. So if you guys are you guys are writing a play or something i'll i'll be all in <laughs> like can't say that's on the horizon i'm very very bad at singing and dancing but i can uh i did i took oh, we'll get some we'll get some skits for you yeah yeah a little mini skit <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh okay another one was why why is fresno one of the best places to train it's i mean well, one, I mean, you do. Or is it one of the best places to train? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you do have good weather pretty much year round, even when we have like the summer, like it gets hot, but the mornings are still nice. So like as long as you're, you know, running before 10 a.m., it's, it's generally pretty nice, like in the, you know, in the 70s. Um, and then in the winters, it's like we don't have snow and it's like it'll get into like the 30s and like the early morning, but you know, then it's in the fifties in the afternoon. So the, the weather's generally pretty nice. People wouldn't think of it as nice. They think of it as like, you know, really hot and stuff, but it's like, no, well I do, but for the most part, no one just goes out and runs at like 5 PM in the middle of the summer. Um, you run in the morning, like normal people. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we, there are real nice parts of it. Like I live right across the street from Woodward park where the, uh, the high school, the California high school state meets held, um, and the community 
high school, or the community college state meets held there too. But it's really nice. Um, I think one of the best cross country courses. Um, and then there's, there's like whole, I mean, there's bunches of areas to run from there. Um, and then, yeah. And there's a good, just like running community. Like we have, there's lots of little group, like groups and it's like, it's a big city. I mean, there's Fresno's like over like 600,000 now. And then Clovis is kind of like the adjoining city is another 200,000. So there's close to like a million people in the, in the County, but, but it's also very like small town, like, you know, at least in the running world, like everyone knows each other and is pretty friendly. The high schools are super good. Like there's just good running energy. Like Buchanan, the girls were, they're like second at the, the running lane championships this year. Um, they, they won state and track. There's a bunch of good, I mean, there's a bunch of good programs. Um, not, I, I went to Buchanan, so I'm a little biased, but, but they are really good. But, then, <laughs> but I mean, there's a bunch of good high school programs all in the area. So at the state meet, we have pretty good representation from, from the Fresno Clovis area, Madera. Um, so it's just, yeah, there's just like lots of, it's just a good running community that if you're not from here, you wouldn't really know that, but. Yeah. Plus there's no, uh, there's no poop gate scandal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and, and the track, like I have so many, like I guarantee whatever, I don't know, Sedona, wherever they train, like the tracks I train on are way nicer. Like Buchanan's track, Clovis North, any of the tracks. I mean, we got, we got Mondo at Clovis North. Buchanan is the Benyon. It's uh, the same that they have at Mount Sac in Oregon now. I mean, these are world-class tracks. I don't train on the track that much, but if I want to, I can go to a world-class facility anytime. And, you know, it's better than some rink-a-dink uh, track that these other, you know, pros are going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I think, I think this is a good one to close out here. I mean, we've, we've already talked about this, but, um, someone submitted, uh, if you're, this is more of a statement, but if you're leading at 18 miles at the Boston Marathon again, uh, dog house grill in Fresno is on me coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that enough of an incentive to want to lead, uh, to just to get some uh, free meal out of it? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, if I, if I'm, well, yeah, I mean, if I'm leading at mile 18 again this year, then I think it, it'll be, it's, it's going to be pretty fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are definitely excited to watch. Uh, we're gonna we're we're having a, a watch party ourselves, a live watch party. So we'll be we'll be watching. I I took the day off work just so I could tune in to the <laughs> Did race. You actually, I mean, I just like blocked think- my calendar and said no no meetings today. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna be watching Boston on the live stream with people. So I'll, I'll do it's that too. Be fun. It'll sure. be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to tune in. It's always a good event, and I hopefully yeah hopefully you'll get some good weather this year for it, and a lot a lot of people out cheering in the crowd and. Uh, get a lot of spectators out there too. Yeah, no, I mean it seems at least from like the pre stuff, it seems like it's um, it's it's there's gonna be a lot, like it's gonna be a pretty big event. I mean, obviously Boston's a huge event, but I mean even compared to lot, like they said last year was smaller crowd wise and expo like everything wise, it was just different than it was. But this year it seems like it's full swing, and I mean we have a ton of things lined up before it, so um, yeah, it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. We'll be cheering you on. We'll be cheering you on. Yeah. Best of luck when you're, 
when you're out there crushing it in the lead at mile 18, just remember that that we're watching, we're cheering for you, we're rooting for you. So yeah, to get the get that crown, crush all the rest of the uh, the Americans. Actually, I don't know if I should say that because maybe we have some other we Americans are. running probably friends, do. But, hey, as you know as what? You crush them anyway. Same, you say the same to all of them, you know. It's, even my athletes you know it's like in, when they're in a race is like i want them to compete with each other too i mean in track cross country we try to group up but in track it's like i want them to drop them so i'm yelling at them you know drop this this guy this girl but then as soon as the next thing come on come on you can catch them let's go like you know <laughs> yeah i i love yeah, i love do it you i love go. switching off like if you're uh <laughs> rooting for a specific team like switching off who you're rooting for as an individual like on that team i think that's like the best competition is your own teammates <laughs> it is <laughs> all right well any any final words or things you want to plug before we sign off here um, I don't know. I'll probably think of things after the fact, but I don't know. Um, yeah. If you notice on my feet, I'll be wearing the Hyperion Elite threes, but I'll have, uh, I'll have the tongues cut out. So if you can spot that, that'll be like a trivia thing. Kind of spot the, the uppers cut. There we go. I have very, average. okay. What, why, why cut the, yeah. Why cut the tongues? What is, what's the reason? I have very, like my, my feet are like very thick. So like they butt up against the the top and basically rub and so they'll end up bleeding so i've done i did this in the past like years ago with other shoes i just was like i figured out what was rubbing me and i'm just like what if i just remove it so i cut it out in the indoor marathon my shoes actually didn't have any tongues i don't know if anyone ever noticed that but i cut the tongues out and then uh yeah so then i just started doing that with a lot of my shoes um and i didn't do it last year for boston um and it wasn't too big because it doesn't always rub bad enough that it bleeds. But like, I just like, I don't, I don't want to take the chance. So I started doing it and like, they're easy to cut because of the material. Um, but yeah, I, like when I ran, my, when I ran my last few long runs, they've been when that cut thing and they feel, they feel really good. So I want to get you a custom edition of the shoe that comes pre cut out yeah seriously they gotta you gotta make the cj albertson version that's just there's just no tongue in there already they just ship you 10 of them yeah they i feel like they should just make shoes like that why, why i don't no one has ever described to me the purpose of the tongue but like what i've never it, even thought about it like now a, that you're saying it yeah. yeah i don't know but it's just I, i've never thought about it i mean i mean the material is pretty lightweight but like it's still theoretically some weight and it's like it, cause like the that it's it's not like it protects you from rain. Like your your feet get wet. I mean, and the, they're all yeah, mesh. Yeah. I mean, all the uppers are going to like mesh tight. Oh, the racers at least are going to like mesh right. tight stuff anyway. So why even have anything? You know, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that that is a good little uh, insider tip for people watch. Anyone who listens yeah. to this and watches, we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that. It's yeah, like so a, I, yeah, I, a little insi- inside. Yeah, if you need, if if like if you, that's just my mentality with all life. Like, if something doesn't work for you, then like just alter it so that it does. And that's kind of what I do in training. That's what I do with anything in life. So like, you can complain about something. Like, I could complain about the thing is rubbing my feet, and I'm, you know, I could just complain. But it's like, or I can just fix it. So just, you know just alter whatever it is. It's usually you can come up with a solution. So I like that. That's there, good there's good words of wisdom, good yeah, advice go. to go out with. I love that. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again for coming on. We'll be cheering for you. Uh, it's, it was good to learn a little bit more about the crazy, the crazy life of CJ Albertson. So th- thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me guys. 
And there you have it. I love the I love the just gaze that you give the camera. That's that's really good. And there you have it. And there you have it. That was CJ Albertson. Yeah, that was that was a pretty there fun that was a pretty fun end to our work week. Yeah. So GBH. In, as we talked about in the intro, that Apple uh, review, if you put in there something about shoe tongues, that's uh that'll get you some free swag. Yeah. Also, also I think we should add in there though. Name this supplement company. Give us a name for the company. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, if you if you come up with a, well, any name. Well, no, it's got to be a like like somewhat decent. But yeah, it's got to be with, marketable. Come up with something. Don't just gotta say be like don't just say like testicle supplements LLC or something. You know, don't do that. Like, give us an actual name, and then yeah, we'll send you something too. Send yeah, we need to like rename. Like, we need to rename the LLC to like Beer Mile Ventures. Yeah, we got we got to go bigger. Beer yeah. Mile Holding Companies. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we got to like start building out our hierarchy of companies, and then, uh, I like and this. then each one is like they're all incorporated in different countries and stuff. So we can well, like we have to dodge move taxes. money around I mean, really well, and yeah. just it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to got to figure that. Out. If you're if you're a uh, small business lawyer out there, or a <laughs> corporation, wait. Uh, uh, a shell um, corporation a, guy. Yeah, if you're a shell corporation lawyer, hit us up hit us and up. just let us know if you have the if you have the game plan already executed with other people trying to skirt things. Just hit us up with that same game plan. We'll just we'll take it right out of the box, no custom needed. Oh, oh. all right, technical difficulty over. Uh, QuickTime. See, this is why you don't use Apple products. Fucking QuickTime just crashed as we're recording this. Well, well what are you back. gonna do? We're, we're gonna. We're going to reboot and start again and hope that it works the second time. <laughs> when in doubt, restart, start again. Plug it in again. Yeah. So anyway, we we're talking what about... What else we got yeah. before we were rudely interrupted by yeah, QuickTime? Yeah. Well, okay. So we're getting the supplement comp- company oh, yeah, we got uh, created. Names. Yeah. So give us some names if you have names. We'll get that created. We're going to get our athletes sponsored next week. Um, we're going to put on some beer miles. We're gonna drink some more athletic brewing beer. Had the first ride, Probably extra dark with coffee. Had had a uh, one of these during the show because you know I'm keeping it responsible. I gotta get fit for this beer mile. Can't be lugging around a beer belly. Uh, so it was a good one. Rated it before. Not gonna rate it again, but it's pretty good. And we're just we're just crossing the T's and dotting the I's right now. You know, just, yeah. Uh, just, As we do in the outro. So next steps. Uh, so next steps are follow up. You make sure you hit the subscribe. You hit the like, you send us messages, uh, you go to patreon.com slash beer mile to join our live Boston watch party and be a part of that live podcast recording. Hop in the discord. Hop in the discord. What else do we got? Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Ooh, send on, us shit. Send us shit. We, we like, don't have any beer. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all the things that we needed to say, right? All right. Probably, probably all the things. Do you have any like words of wisdom? We didn't have champagne this time, so we weren't as fun. Words of wisdom. I I think my words of wisdom would be building off what CJ said. It's like, don't, don't think that these like, I don't know, common, common thought or common knowledge limits are actually limits, you know? Yeah. He's just like, you know, wait, why, why is a marathon a limit? Like, fuck that. I don't, I don't want that to be my Yeah. Limit. Don't believe in the social constructs. Yeah. You know? Like, no, not going to, not going to do that. I'll just taxes. Don't pay him. Yeah. No, you got here. Okay. Here, here is actually good life advice. So th- this is, this is facts for anything. If you don't want to be a mediocre person in life. So if you say you have an idea 
and you share it with like 10 people. If eight out of those 10 people say it's a good idea and two out of the 10 say it's a bad idea, then it's actually a bad idea. Because Probably. it's status quo. It's status quo. Yeah. It's mediocre. It's it, it, But if you have a, it, an idea that you're like sold on and like your intuition is like, no, I'm like, the I'm, idea, I'm convicted. The ideal ratio is like two out of 10 people are like, oh, I could like maybe see that yeah, going somewhere. Yeah, like, like one or two people are like, oh yeah, like there's maybe something there. I've never thought of that before. And then the other eight are like, bad Just idea. Like, if you know it's a good idea. If 80% if of the, the people write you off when you when you talk about you that know idea, it's you, know it's idea. Idea. you know it's a good idea. You know it's a good idea. Yep. So whatever it is, whatever people are telling you not to do, you should probably do it because if it's at least you won't be status quo, maybe you'll be worse than status quo. Worst case, you'll be a hipster. (laughs) Best case, case you'll be fucking rich. Best case, you'll be a genius. There you go. There's no downside. You're either going to get laid or you're going to get a lot of money and then get laid. So (laughs) we're just trying to get our people laid. I don't know. That's right. And while you're doing that. Get your manscaped on. Before you get laid, make sure you get manscaped. Get your manscaped on. Okay. That's it for today. We'll see you. Tune in next episode for Alio and Spencer Brown. And tune into our live Boston watch party on Monday the 18th on Patreon.com. Slash beer model. Rock and roll. All right. Bye.